The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. What about this woman that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. Yay! Oh, Ooh, yeah. right. <laughs> Actually, I forgot to pull up the sound effects, but that's fine because um, oops. Okay, I'm not surprised by that, but cool. Um, <laughs> I like we, we we get a beep like right as the show starts. I know, right? And right? as also a reminder to mute notifications. <laughs> so anyway, this is Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Rodicat. You can find me at Rodicat on Twitter and um, pretty much anywhere on the internet. But that's beside the point. But for the sake of this uh, show, uh, Rodicat on the the Twitters. You can find me at Newsnurse Need on the Twitters, um, Reddit, Newsnurse Need, uh, CB Caps, Instagram, all that good jazz. And with me tonight is, um, I don't know, Mr. Tron Fez. I don't know what we have. I have a name for this look. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm still trying to, still trying to process this, but PCN underscore dirt, which, yay. Don't forget popculturenetwork.com. I didn't forget. I was just waiting. Thatnewtoysmill.com. VGLosers.com. Uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash dirt mound or youtube.com slash pop culture net or at pop culture net on Twitter or at PC and underscore dirt on Twitter or on that new thing. That's going to replace vine that comes out later. <laughs> I love how we just keep, we keep calling to that and, and, and it's not even out yet, which <laughs> and it, may, it may get like canceled. I know. Right. It's like, it never actually launches. <laughs> but yes, that is, that is all of his uh, information. I don't know why we haven't had people. We haven't had people do this before. Just introduce their own selves. But anyway, um, well, actually now I think I know why. Cause chaos but not with us tonight uh because he's not f- feeling well uh agent underscore 70 on t- uh, twitter and instagram so hopefully you feel better uh soon sir that um big city life and the dirt and grime finally got to you it was well and the fact it was dead winter and it's probably cold as brick up there so hopefully you feel better soon also not with us tonight mr t tim d-o-g-g-9-8 on twitter the click nation on twitter uh cb cron on twitter dclicknation.com that's d-k-l-i-q-n-a-t-i-o-n um wait i thought i had some oh uh he also writes for cbr um so go ahead and uh check his stuff out over there Hopefully we will have him back with us soon, like say next week, like when we or whenever we do the year end stuff for <laughs> for last year. Um, but with that, folks, uh, you can find this podcast at CSPN.us. You, I keep waiting for the cash register. That's a bad habit. <laughs> um, and all right. Uh, you can also subscribe to this podcast on Google Play and Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify. Ching. And of course, you can also find us on the Cold Slither uh, SoundCloud page with the other shows on the network. 
Cha-ching! <laughs> and you can also go to shop.cspn.us to where you can find merch from this fine show and that I just thought actually, about. Actually, wait. I think the shop I think the shop came down. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the shop is down at the moment. If you try to go to the shop, you just go to the regular uh, oh, yeah. cspn.us. Well, shoes news. Um, well, hey, guess what? Belay that last order, but you know what? I tell you what, you can just send us money directly through PayPal. <laughs> oh man, that uh, just hit us up on Twitter and uh, just just send the bucks directly to us. Yes, please and thank you. Um, and with that, folks, we are going to. And I just totally forgot about something I was going to uh, bring up on the show later on during the ads. But nevertheless, we will we will roll on like secret and all those other deodorants and get to the comic books of yeah no don't, 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 don't just keep going um <laughs> so don't you, make eye contact don't <laughs> they can't all be gems folks you know yeah, they can't all be gems but uh we'll get to the comic books of the week and we're going to start off with a new number one for the week Actually, a couple of new number ones for the week but the first one is friendly neighborhood spider-man number one Ooh. I actually thought this was a pretty decent start with well with, with the exception of that that backup. I didn't I didn't read it. I oh idea. man. Um it's 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 we're going to without getting without spoiling to it. I don't want to say it's dire cuz that's, that's a little hyperbolic, but it's it's in, oof. I don't like the where that's going. Is bad, huh? No, I don't. It's it's not bad as in this is terrible writing. It's bad as in I don't like where this is going. Ah, yeah. So, or in fact, I don't like where it already went, and you know, who knows where it's going to go. But that's that's it. It doesn't bode well so far. But regardless, um, I was about to mix up books. It's so this is. Tom Taylor writing this book, who I know has been writing for Marvel for a few years now. At this point, kind of, um, um, he's done a lot of different books for both yeah, DC and Marvel. This is true. He's kind of a, um, I don't know, I don't want to say like a freelancer, but he's kind of a, um, he's not necessarily a go to guy, but it's like they give him, they've given him a bunch of books on, you know, it was like, ah, eh, you know. Well, I remember. I remember first he was writing the uh, Injustice books for mm-hmm. DC based off the video game. It's true, and I th- think part of that, like those books, did way better than anybody expected. They did, yes. And 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 those were supposed to be just like contractual obligation to the other arm of the company. You know, we're going to make something to tie into this thing because we're all under the same corporate umbrella. Mm-hmm. And instead, it turned into like a thing. Like a thing that still goes on to this day. They're still yeah. doing Injustice oh, yeah. uh, comics. So uh, he really built something there that, that resonated with people. So then they gave him, like, I think Earth 2. They let him mess around with those characters for a couple of years. Right. Um, and I don't know what else. But, yeah, I mean, he's just a guy that. So basically uh, a lot of Elsewhere stuff and kind of side projects. He's Yeah, he's world building, some of that, that mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, like that, yeah, like you just said, you know, injustice. And I haven't, granted, finished reading all that stuff, but uh, some of the stuff that I've read has, has been pretty good, and it's led him to a god of stuff. Now he's writing Spider Man, you know, one of the um, many, many Spider Man books that are actually not that not that many, but considering we've had six in the past, all out one time, 
<laughs> I guess this is not as bad. Of course, it's like what, three or four now. Well, I, I, depends on if you want to count Miles Morales or he's his own thing. Or he's kind of his Spider own thing. Gwen, if, if she's her own thing. But yeah, yeah got, no, no, I'm talking about like Speeder. Peter. Um, amazing, friendly neighborhood. Um, Peter Parker, spectacular. Right. Um, there's Spider-Man and Deadpool, which is still going on for oh some reason. God, that is still going on. Um, I think that's it. For but then they do the, the like the Spider getting stuff and the, sure, and that's over. But you know, been about my life. And and there's also like if you want to count the Venom stuff, which is kind of under that umbrella. Mm, and, I mean, yeah, Spider Family does a, a, a an ass load, but now nah, I'm just talking about like just straight up Peter books. But P- Peter's got at least four. Yeah. Which that, again, right, it's the nineties all over again. Yeah. <laughs> well, new movie coming out. True. It's true. True. But I mean, with you know, movie or not, they were gonna have they were gonna have a spider. There was never not going to be a spider book. So this one, I at first I thought, especially if you look at the cover, which I'm going to give you the uh, there we go, give you the um the thing right here. Yeah. So it. I don't know why, but part of me thought this was going to be like a younger version, of, a younger uh, Speeder Parker, like mm. this is gonna, like say movie version, you know? Well, yeah, he's very scrawny on this cover, right? So that's what that's what made me think about that. But apparently, it's not. Um, and this is basically now, and you could almost say with what they introduced in this in the in the beginning of it, this is in line with um, the other books. Because in fact, there's even, I think there's even a footnote uh, going back to a recent issue of Amazing, um, and of course, you know, it basically it's Peter kind of swinging along, gets into whatever Peter gets into as Spider Man. Um, yeah, they, they said with the title being Friendly Neighborhood that it is. Um, him as the street level hero mm-hmm. uh, so not so much going to be fighting the big bad guys and galactic threats and you know the giant monsters and whatever it's going to be much more of um, fighting the street thugs and the low crime bosses and getting cats out of trees and helping old ladies with the groceries and all that getting kind of squished stuff. by a little girl which I thought was cute <laughs> <laughs> so um, but yeah but like I said this uh, the, the, the main story of this was pretty nicely done um it's like that it's definitely in line with the what seems to be the other books and granted i haven't been keeping up with that much of the other books um but again still kind of seems in line with those and it's kind of sets up where this story is going to go which you know not to get into too much of it but you know like i said he's doing this kind of day-to-day swinging around and um doing his friendly neighborhood stuff and um he i think he's he's been in that place he's been in uh for a minute right now right i know the the, the most recent version volumes of amazing kind of goes into more I, of that stuff I, I think the first issue of the new run of amazing showed him getting his new apartment yeah okay that's what i thought so you get kind of little touches of that but then, then there's something going on with one of his neighbors which he gets involved in um uh, during the course of this, and of course, you got to bring apples. So A- apples, yes. You said you skimmed this. Oh. You'll 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 get it once you should read it. <laughs> but um, uh, and um, like I said, and, and not to, to not to spoil it for you or anything, but like he gets involved with one of his neighbors, 
Um, and um, the kind of plot kind of thickens on that, but something comes up at the end of this issue that kind of weirdly reminds me of something that's happened recently in, um, in the Xbox or in extermination period, at least as far as I know. I know it's just been going on, something's been going on for a while and, and that led up to extermination. Um, so I was like, wait a minute, I could have sworn I've seen these people there and I don't know what's going on with that. But So so here's the question. Is it worth reading? Is it worth, like, this was a I think so. $4.99, wasn't it? It is. A, uh, might be, yes. I don't know. Actually, I'll take it up real quick. But, I mean, um, it's the first issue, so. Yeah, so that would make sense. But I would say yes. If you, if I mean, again, we've, we've got Spider-Books out. This is, you know, another in the line of those, but I do like to the tone of this one in the, the, the main story, you know, like you said, he's kind of staying street level in this and he's getting, kind of getting in the street below stuff. Like I said, the, the thing that kind of, I'm not crazy about at this point, or not necessarily crazy about, I shouldn't say that, but I'm kind of worried about is the backup story. And that involves, um, a, let's say a character, a major side character in Peter's life. Hmm. All right then. Yeah. And what is going? What what could potentially be going on with uh, that person? Uh, it is. It says uh, yeah, it's four dollars. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, you know, that's like it's a new number one, and that's kind of pricey. But like I said, it's a good start of this book. So it is. Different work reading, and luckily we have a way to do that, but that's not helping. Everyone. Yeah, and watch them uh, double ship. They probably will. Yeah, they, they they have. Um, do we know that for? No, no, I'm just saying. I mean, it's probably that's the type of thing Marvel likes to do, though. Raise the yeah. price and then send you two in a month. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And actually, let's see if we can figure that out real quick, because um, I just because I know. Come on. Be nice. Here we go. Um, I know this is riveting, folks. Uh, <laughs> this is what you tune in for. This know, is right? the type of quality entertainment that you're going to get. So we are definitely going to get another one this month. There you go. So, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, is what it is. is. Yeah, exactly. And with that, um, we shall... Push yeah, on unless we got something the other else. Number one. Yeah, and I'm sitting here trying to uh, get out a get out a tweet real quick. But um, the new number one, other new number one for this week is Young Justice number one from DC Comics uh, under the Wonder Comics. Uh, I guess this is Bendis's imprint, huh? Yeah. So like he's doing a whole subsection of books for tweens and teens. Yeah. I mean, it's not so just him because I know there's a couple of people writing under the imprint also. But right, 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 right. So like, baby, yeah. So so some of the books he's helping to guide the other writers, right, for his grand vision for for the grand Bendis vision God. of uh, this section of the DC universe. So we'll see what kind of nightmare that turns out to be. But um, but yeah, this one he he's writing this one. Uh, Pat Gleason. Uh, does the art, and uh, Pat Gleason has done a lot of work recently on uh, um, Super Sons and some of the uh, 
Superman and, and uh, Damian Wayne, uh, Superboy uh, stuff there. So now uh, he's working with Bendis. That chance to go out and shine with Young Justice now that Young Justice is returning to uh, Netflix with the new series or season. Uh, DC Universe, not Netflix. Oh, DC Universe. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually, and we talked about this last week because there's also another book, uh, Young Justice book, that's based off the show that started last week. Oh, that's uh, confusing. Yeah. Um, and that, I, I already canceled my DC Universe membership. Did you? Actually. Huh. Yes, I did. For as much as I like DC, it's it. I, I expected uh, you would get like this giant library of comics, and you'd have the TV shows and movies and whatever. And instead, you get this giant library of TV show and movies, and then a couple, you know, a, a dozen, two dozen comics uh, that tie into yeah. the show they're premiering or the movie they're doing. And I'm like, I don't care about the movies and TV shows. Like I care about the comics. Yeah. The comics, so. especially the comic side is, is, is as much of a bummer. Cause, and there's still definitely like TV show, old TV shows that they could pull from, which I guess, you know, I, I get, you know, you know, uh, taking your time, good putting things out there, but cause, but like, Hey, think about all those, those 60s and 70s shows. Well, yeah, those 60s and 70s shows that they could be putting is assuming they have, you know, assuming they can do that. right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if maybe CBS still has rights to Batman sixty six or NBC or whoever it was. I don't know if they're still right some or, the, or because Shazam they licensed show. it already to like Comet TV or My TV or one of those places that you know there might be some sort of deal. They have to wait for one thing to end before they can take it back or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but just like overall. I got the ultimate DC experience, which was not the ultimate DC experience. It was the ultimate DC cinematic and television experience. It which was is part of the ultimate. Yeah, it, there is way. It has way. It has a lot way to go. Uh, a ways to go before it begins, becomes the ultimate experience. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, Young Justice. Yes. So this is basically well. So a little bit of backstory. So this is not the TV show. This is the the original. Well, this is basically volume two, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know if it's volume two, but um, <laughs> so there was a, a Young Justice uh, well before the TV show, and it was pretty much started out the same way as the TV show, somewhat because uh, you had the. But in this case, this is a new retelling, and it kind of starts off like the new Teen Titans, a newish version of Teen Titans, I guess. Because, as you can see from the cover, you have your, your Batman, Superman, and uh, Wonder Woman parallels here. You also have your Flash. You have uh, your, your well, I guess, is a, a, some could say this is the Young Justice League, too. But, you know, hey, so this is that. Um, you have your Green Lantern. You have your two other side characters from other realms. So you have basically all legacy characters. You have, uh, like I said, you got a Robin. You got Superboy. Superboy. Yes, that Superboy from... This is confusing. (laughs) From the Young Justice TV show, but, you know, what he was kind of sort of based off, which is basically... Wait, was it the Superboy Prime? What was the Superboy when he came out? This. uh, Okay, so this is the old Young Justice series. Yes. Continuing. Uh, and this Superboy was the uh, one that appeared after Superman died. Yes. And they made a clone 
of Superman, but they didn't have enough DNA, so they used Lex Luthor. So basically, Luther, Luther Core was behind it, whatever right. uh, Lex Core. Um, so basically, so, the Young uh, Justice TV show version. Right, 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 right. So, uh, uh, so yeah, so this is the the hybrid of Lex Luthor and and Superman cloned into a teenager. And so he is the one making his grand return in this book. And he was kind of a jerk back, if I remember correctly, when... Um, well, he wasn't a jerk. He was a teen with an attitude. Okay, sure. Like a yes. Power Ranger. <laughs> yes, exactly. Find like me, teens with attitude. with attitude. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Which, wow. <laughs> How far we've come. Um... So, like I said, that's the backstory on that, and this is a, a new team for this new era. Again, once again, not the TV show version, but still the parallels are there. And this has also been just writing, and I was, for that reason, I was kind of worried about this, and the jury's still out on this. Right. But the first issue actually was not bad. It's slightly chaotic in spots, especially with the art. Um, but yeah, we got a new number one of Young Justice, and, it, and, the, and like I said before the show, it kind of makes me want to go back to the original, the first series, um, and read, read that. Yeah, and there's there's some sort of weird thing about how, um, this connects to Jim World, yes, and Jim World knows about all the different universe changing crisis, yes, crises. and they even. And apparently, yes, um, that has been cemented in this issue as as the yeah, so, were. Yeah, so Jim World exists outside of the regular DC universe. So all of the universe shifting stuff that's been going on, they've apparently been immune to it. So they can see the changes happening. No, it, it actually it says they're not immune to it. It, it basically says oh, okay. that yeah, it, they basically said that um, that every time something happens, every time there's a crisis on Earth, something happens here. And we get caught in the crot in the in the well, basically in the backwash. I mean, they're, of it. they're they're immune to it in the sense though that they they know that that the changes happen. Right. Uh, their but, whole universe doesn't reset with no memories. But at the and, same time, it kind of screws up their universe. Yeah, but but the thing that gets me here is that you know you've got Damien on the cover. That guy, you've got, is, that's not Damien, but yes. Oh, it's not Damien. Mm-mm. See, oh, which is why I said I have questions because oh, okay, well, okay. So anyway, we've got a new Green Lantern that nobody can seem to explain. Which I'm sure they'll we've do got, that in, in in issues. We yeah, we've a, got Jenny Hex. Yes, um, who's, who, we've yeah. got this blonde Wonder Girl. Well, I mean, come, on, that's Cassie Sandbar. She's been around, so yeah, but not, but I don't think in the new Fifty Two. Correct. Right? Uh, well, right. actually, she may have, but I'm not sure because all that stuff. Okay. Uh, you would know more than I would on that one, and then all that kind of stuff's kind of been, you know, with rebirth and stuff has been just. Blended. Okay, but then, but anyway, uh, this uh, Superboy, mm-hmm. um, who's from the old universe, and Flash. This is Impulse. If this is, Impulse, is yes. Flash's descendant from the distant future, who we thought was dead at one yeah, point. Well, yeah, but I mean, he he's he's from the future of an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. So where? So like. Again, yeah, I, I'm with you on the. I have questions. <laughs> like, where is this book taking place? Um, it seems like now, but no, no, I'm no. But I mean, like, sure. I don't think this is the regular DC universe. Like, this is not the New Fifty Two. Uh, like, actually, I'm thinking it might be though. 
But it can't be. That doesn't work. I know. Because you think about it. So, so I will go ahead and tell you this. That's Tim Drake. Okay. okay. So, and as you, you probably know, Tim Drake's either been dead or been in the future or misplaced somehow, somehow in the past so, Wait, years. no, because Tim... Uh, I want to say he showed up somewhere in the New 52. Um, um, yeah, Batman Beyond, wasn't it? Or was that then? See, all this, like, all this stuff kind of blows together, and I'm not my DC stuff is just I don't know. Well, no, because like, I think they re didn't they re because I thought they quote unquote killed him, but he was actually not dead. He was just elsewhere. Oh no, no, that's right because um because he became Red Robin in yes. the regular DC universe before everything happened. So then when it rebooted, he came back as Red Robin. <laughs> Um, but then they said that he was never actually a Robin in this timeline. Mm. He had been, you know, taken in by Bruce um, and was trained by him or whatever. But then he decided to become Red Robin and try to be his own hero instead of being part of uh, the whole Bat Family thing. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so he exists in the regular New Fifty Two Rebirth DC Universe as Red Robin. He was never Robin. Mm. So therefore, this Robin can't be him. This has got to be from some parallel dimension, alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. See, and I said, like I said, I would agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that they said, because like, I think he even says in this book, he's a Robin. Which that could still support what you're saying. Um, but he never wore the Robin suit. Well, he is now on this one. But I, yeah, I don't know. So there's there's a pretty fairly good chance that you are probably right about that, and it would make way more sense in the long run. Uh, especially like I said, with some of the other questions I would have, like like you know, like again, impulse. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was even in, he was in the relaunch of Detective because he was part of that team. Mm-hmm. It was him as Red Robin and uh, Batgirl Stephanie. Uh, what's her name? As spoiler, spoiler, yeah. and Clayface and Batwoman and. Whoever, oh, the other bad girl who's now orphan. I oh, Sandra Kane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, um, and so they were all part of that team in Detective. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, he even had a part there. Not as Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, questions which we may or may not get answered in during the course of this run. And although, although here's, I think here's the bigger question, though. Okay. I wonder if this is supposed to start after the events of uh, Doomsday Clock. And if whatever happens in Doomsday Clock causes, like, that's actually another crisis. That's still going on? Yeah, because it, it was supposed to be done by now. And it's been delayed. And so uh, so I'm wondering if this was supposed to happen after that, but since that's been delayed so much, they just went ahead and put it out because you got everything else, you know, it's got to come out. So I'm wondering if it somehow ties into Doomsday Clock. Don't know. Um, I, at this point, I am willing to go one way or the other, which which is this, as you said, an alternate um, kind of alternate thing, which I f- feel probably is not the case. Or that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have questions. <laughs> who, 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 who even... Who even knows? But or, or, or do we just go? Do we just go? Ah, Bendis. Yeah, that and that was going to be the other. I was just about to mention that. I was like, yeah, this is basically a Bendisism. He's just going to talk up what he wants to and let it roll. So, All right. 
So but, this is this is another uh, this is another four ninety nine. Is this one worth the same four ninety nine that? Uh, it was an interesting Spider Man is worth. It was an interesting rate, and like I said, the 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 main thing it made me do was kind of want to go back and, and read the original series because I felt like, and I granted I don't remember reading too terribly much of that series, but it had some of that. It, this seems to have a little bit of that quirkiness in it. So if you have somewhat of a fondness to that, this may slightly stoke that. Again, it is a little... You don't need anything else to jump off in it because it's not tying to anything from the past. And, you know, it still might be slightly confusing because you'll be like, who is this person? Who is that person? You know, right. unless you're up on your DC lore. And and even with a couple of new characters, you'll probably still be that way. But um, I would say, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting read. I, I, I'm actually kind of curious to see what the next issue is going to be like. All right, then. Okay. So that being the case, but at the same time, it's still Bendis and I'm still kind of leery. <laughs> you got to take that with what it is. Um, so with that, let me go ahead um, and because I know you have X amount of books and I do too. Uh, let me go ahead and talk about Avengers number 12, which I know you dropped off this book. Yes, I did. But this book is, is, continues to be kind of strange and kind of weird, and I'm slightly here for it. Because in this issue, we uh, we get the origin of uh, the Avengers support group team, that being called the um, the Agents of Wakanda. And all those people you see on the cover that is, that is being shown right now, uh, with the exception of Black Panther, who's the, who's the, the Avengers chair, are on this uh, this team, and actually, there's a few more. But there's so this is basically goes back a few months into the uh, into the creation, or just a few weeks. One regard, it goes back a little bit in time into the creation of this new team, um, and Black Panther kind of go around recruiting some of these people, a lot of these people, and setting people up in certain positions. So you know, he goes to the Wasp, Janet Van Dyne. He goes to uh, Okoye. He goes to Odin. He's kind of an advisor type situation but that's that whole situation with uh with um with uh the panther and odin is kind of amusing but then again anything with odin in his book is kind of weird i really have i really have a hard time buying into odin being part of the avengers now well he's well yeah no Uh, in the way that he is it is kind of like why but he's kind of basically like he's like the 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 old man just like who has all these stories and He's well, also, I know, but it's just this this idea that he was on this ancient Avengers team, yeah. and he just never bothered to mention it to anybody. Right. It, it's just never come up before. Right. And apparently the next issue, they're going to go back to to another member of that team, so it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That like the whole 1 billion BCs that didn't really sit right in the beginning with me, but I was like, I'm willing to see how this is going to play out. You know, and hopefully it'll go somewhere decent and interesting. I was not. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we'll see about that. (laughs) But in this issue, like I said, we so we get the creation. Well, we get the formation of the the support group, which starts off with Jarvis, of course, you know, in in kind of an an advisory role because, you know, Jarvis has taken care of the Avengers for a long time, but he's kind of semi-retired. So, but, you know, so child kind of has him, you know helping out where he can and they're still in the celestial mountain. So he goes, so black Panther goes to recruit, recruit other people such as gorilla man from agents of Atlas. 
Kazar. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, I didn't okay. know either. I had to go. I had to look that up. And it, and it kind of mentions that here, actually, uh, in this issue. Uh, like I said, Janet Van Dyne de Wasp, Okoye from Dodora Milaje. Um, like I said, Odin's kind of an advisory. But then you have other folks, such as... Um, hold on. I, I need to... Oh, shit. Um, what was his name? Okay, you got Kazar. You have American Navajo, I believe. Um, you have. I'm trying to. I should have wrote the stuff down. I was stupid. There, so there. Uh, um, oh, oh, Morbius, the living vampires, is, is for some strange reason on the team. But that has also what? to do with. But but that has something to do with what's going on. So so the Avengers are taking on kind of a bunch of couple of different fronts. So this, the agents of Wakanda are basically taking over for Shield in a way. They even have a, a Wakanda cl- uh, class uh, helicarrier, uh, but they're still working out of the celestial head. I mean, celestial body. So there, there is that. Um, okay, here we go. So they are basically the ones. They are the the spies, the 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 intelligence network, and and go out and get in getting information for you know. So that so that the Avengers can keep up abreast of uh, stuff going on around the world, and that is their basically function. So Morbius is basically on the front that is dealing with a something's going on in Transylvania with vampires. There's going to be a vampire civil war that's going on. So I'm we're gonna we're um, we're gonna get more of that in issues to come. And of course they're still doing it in the at the Atlantis thing because they have somebody going out and um, you know checking that stuff which you would think they would have gotten somebody else to do it but the fuck the, the person they did sure it worked out i guess because hey it was written that way so let me see um this is kazar oh brew from from the x-men the 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 uh the um the brood little little midget brood excuse me little person brood excuse me um like that Morbius. Oh, Man Wolf. <laughs> uh, that was also a funny one. I'm like, really? And let me see who else does it have? Because oh. that's a character that fans have been clamoring for, right? So, so, and I wish I kind of wish Agent Seventy was here because if I know he's read this, and I know I I would like to believe that he would have had the same issue that we've had in issues past. So in issues past. I don't know if you've uh, heard us talk about this. They've been taught. They we've seen them. The Avengers talk on the water, just plain as day. None of them have gills, with the exception of you know, and you know, obviously some people's got gear, but just plain as day, breathing underwater. In this issue, you have like man wolf breathing, uh, just out in space. Just what? Yeah. Um and and the wasp is so the wasp is out and was was retrieving uh, Mobius and they get attacked by. By vampires and who are chasing them back to the mountain. So, but apparently, you know, and they're kind of in space, you know, because thinking she was going to shake him and that didn't seem to work. So, Man Wolf, who just happens to be out in space because he's an astronaut, of course, you know, had just happens to be stationed somewhere nearby and he, you know, helps out. Yeah. Huh. So, in it, and so that's how we find out he's on the support staff. And also, okay, here we go. American Eagle, which is a character I have no idea who that who that's about, uh, but apparently says Navajo Super Cop. I, I don't know this character. Doctor Nemesis. 
who is a mutant genius with x-ray eyes and uh, hypodermic pistols. Uh, he kind of looks like Dr. Manhattan, but white and with a with a mask over his face. And he's got a white suit. You know, think Mr. Knight of Moon Knight and, you know, whatever. And Fat Cobra from the Immortal uh, Weapons. Uh, okay, here's something for you. Okay. Um, American Eagle first appeared in 1981, and he eventually became a member of Hammer. <laughs> okay. So Hammer, of course, you know Hammer and Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he was part of Hammer. Interesting. Oh, and then there's um, who we've seen in uh, recent issues of Thor, Rosalind Solomon. Whom, it, who, as luck turns out, Thor number nine comes out, which talks about the story they they allude to, uh, where she's on a mission. Hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much the support staff, and so the the most of the book uh, kind of you know goes about recruiting them. And then we get into the end of the book talking about what the Avengers are going to get into next issue, which has to do with, uh, uh, well, this is actually going to be interesting because they have a new intro, a new, um, because, so the Morbius part should play into what I'm telling you because where there's a vampire, there's a vampire hunter. And there are a, couple, a few issues back there, Wasp went and got uh, Blade, so we already knew it was around, to, which is why when Morbius showed up, I was like, well, wait a minute, where, what happened to Blade? And then he shows up at the end of this issue. Who apparently doesn't know that Morbius is around, so that's going to be funny. when that, 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 that And I think Blade's going to be a new, uh, new uh, Avenger. Well, he was a, a new Avenger, but he's going to be a part of this Avengers, put it that way. Worth reading? Um... This was a crazy issue, yes. Because I'm like, none of these people, this, why, where, where do these people come from after all these years? So, yes, I would say yes. Just for, just for getting, just for getting all that. But, um, but the funny part about it is the next issue is not, not dealing with any of it. Because, like I said, it goes back to the 1 million BC stuff. (laughs) Are they, Wait, so is this coming out bi-weekly? Um, actually, I'm not sure. I want to say yes. Like, are they, is it a different artist every other issue and maybe they keep going back and forth and back and forth? Uh, so kind of yes, because it's, as a matter of fact, it says here, um, Andrea Sorrentino is going to be on the next issue. Because I'm wondering if they they keep going back to that one million BC is like, and they you know, use it's different like every artists. other issue or something. It's, it has been every other issues because in fact it's been a couple of issues since we've actually gone into. I think I want to say this is kind of what. So when Aaron was well, actually he's still writing Star Wars. So uh, at one point when he's writing Star when he was writing Star Wars, wait, is he still writing Star Wars? Hold on for a second. <laughs> I actually totally forgot about that. So Aaron was 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 was. Um, Starting okay. That's <laughs> a dog. Okay, but see, so every seven issues, he was basically writing um, um, an issue f- in the past for Obi Wan, and this is kind of like that, except for it's not been well. Actually, maybe it has been seven issues, but it, it's been. I know it's definitely been a couple of issues since they brought up the um, the one being BC stuff proper. All right. So long story short. 
Um, so yeah, that's that is uh, Avengers number twelve. And uh, actually, wait, we we're going to find out whether this is bi-weekly or not. I want to say it. Nah, is, it doesn't though. matter. Doesn't matter. Sure. Okay. No problem. But regardless, I think it's you know it's it's coming out in a decent enough time, I guess, for stuff to pop off. Well, I, I was just thinking maybe it was going back and forth every other issue. No, to, it's not. Definitely okay. not doing that. Like there's okay. Yeah, all right, that's all. Been a couple of issues. Um, actually, since since I brought it up, I'll, I'll go ahead and do another one, and and you can do, and then we we we'll get you get you up on one, which is Star Wars Fifty Nine, since that did actually come out this week. Um, which also has me going back and looking to see if it can. Um, who's writing that darn book? Because hey, uh, uh, Kieran Gillen. Okay, that's right. They they did switch it up. Um. Oh wait. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So. Oh, that's right. Yes, because I remember. Um. Well, sometime after the Vader down stuff, I believe they they ended or the or Jason ended up running or something like that. But regardless, um, which is I guess that's a testament to the writing because I totally slightly didn't really like I knew it changed, but I don't remember it. You know, it, it didn't a, change in tone or anything. Right, you did a good job of. Yeah, it's, the, it's basically yeah. keeping the same tone. So, so uh, in this issue, they are on some planet that the 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 uh, Empire doesn't really mess with for some odd reason or not. Which kind of gave me shades of um, Empire Strikes Back, and and Lando's part. Um, which in this issue, we kind of see more shades of that, except for not because um, they've been on this this planet for a few months. Luke's been kind of antsy and wanting to get off, trying to you know to to do his part in the, in the rebellion because they had to they had to go to this planet because they were being chased by the Empire and they had to get dropped off by us. Uh, uh, Sana Solo, aka Sana Staros, um, who apparently appears in this issue because Luke had sent off a beacon to hopefully get word to her that they were here and you know need to be picked up or whatever the case may be, and hopefully everything had gotten situated with what was going on out in space. Um, we turn to come to find out in this issue that, well, one, if the empire didn't since the empire didn't know about them and the people of or put a couple of people on the planet were kind of worried about the fact that they would come here and kind of screw some stuff up but they have also had their content their own contingency plans for some if something like that to happen and sure enough um 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 there are some there, there there's a, a bunch of stormtroopers that do come in the form of scar squadron who've been shown up in in past issues uh, but it wasn't because of Luke. It was because of um, the people on the planet. This is their contingency plans. And since this is a planet where p- things are kind of on the peaceful, they have a, de- uh, let's say, gentlemanly way of handling skirmishes or whatnot, which leads to something that happens at the end of the book. And if you see the cover of this book, um, you will see something that actually does play out in the book. And guess what, folks? No surprise. Hand shot first. That's all I'm going to say. What? Shocker! I know. Actually, you should read that part if you if you because he did, he didn't. Han was all right. All right, I'll I'll skip through and let's let's say Han Han was being Han. So what he ends up doing in in that situation shouldn't be such of a surprise. All right, but 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 it does. It's definitely say you can't read that and say it was like yeah, that's clearly not what he would do, which he totally would. So. 
that being the case, like I said, uh, at the end of this issue, like I said, we have some Im- Imperial entanglements uh, due to some uh, stormtroopers that have been looking for our crew for a good while, or well, since the last since their last entanglement, and like I said, they, there ends up another showdown again with Luke and the the, the uh, head of this this uh, squad leading into next issue. So, all right, all right, so. That being that, and I actually, you know what? I'll say that for rapid fire because I know you're also wanting to read that. But I, you know, all of mine can be rapid fire, they're all fine. Okay, well, let's see what do I have next so I can get sh- shaved down one more. So, done that, done that, and yeah, the rest of mine could be rapid fire too. So, let's go ahead and um, let's get to one of your books, regardless. Or, I know the well. The quote unquote big book for you is Batman 62. I don't know if you want to do it because I see you have. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bring it up. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, it's funny because uh, you know the the uh, comic book store that I worked at recently moved into the mall, and so I've been it's out it. there helping with the move. And uh, nice place, you know. G- what? No, I'm saying it's a nice place. Oh, oh, I thought you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, I, this customer came in, and he was asking about the Batman stuff because he he really hadn't been following it for a couple of years and he was trying to kind of get back into it. And, uh, he read, you know, issues. He read the, the Catwoman Batman thing. Um, he read, you know, the stuff with Bane. Um, he read the issue where Thomas Wayne comes back and attacks him. And then he goes, what the heck happened last month? And I go, yeah, um, that's kind of a thing. Um, it, it, it in no way seems to connect with the actual story that's been going on for the last year. And so then uh, this issue comes out, issue 62, and you can see there on the cover, there's Professor Pig. Um, and Who Professor has shown Pig up in the past. Been, what? Who has shown up in the past, if I'm not mistaken. He's shown up in the, well, sure, in the past, but he's not hasn't been a part of this story. Hmm. Um, and so Batman wakes up. He's been captured by him. He's being tortured by him. Uh, Pig's getting ready, you know, to kill him, like, you know, whatever. And so... Uh, Batman escapes and attacks Pig and suddenly starts having flashes that maybe this isn't reality. And that's when you start to go, oh, okay. So two issues ago, Bane psychologically broke down Batman and then had somebody show up who appears to be his his dad back from the dead from the alternate timeline where he was Batman, attack him in the Batcave and attack Alfred. Um, and the last last issue and this issue are the nightmares he's having while he's knocked out. Because this gets to the end of the issue and something like really weird happens. And then it says, you know, something about nightmares and join us next month or whatever. So you're like, okay, I see. These don't make sense because they're just spinning their wheels and wasting time and filling stuff before they, you know, figure out what they're going to do with this Bane storyline. So... Um, I mean, the one nice thing is Mitch Gerards is here and uh, doing the artwork. Um, the guy from Mr. Miracle and uh, Sheriff of Babylon. Great artist. I love his work. Uh, in this, with, with Pig being the evil character that he is, who's bloody, you can see the slaughterhouse motif thing he's got going on here. Um, he actually channels, uh, Gerards, actually, or Gerards actually channels the artwork of uh, Bernie Wrightson from Batman the Cult in several places. If you remember that book, that was one of the most 
graphic Batman stories that had been told up until that point with the, heard, the yeah. blood and the murder and the dead bodies and whatever. So they channel some of that in there, which is cool. Like, you know, it's neat to see that stuff, but still like, this isn't the story that I'm here to read right now. You know what I mean? It's like, that's great. He's having dreams. Can we please get back to what the heck is going on with Bane and Thomas Wayne, you know? So uh, it, it does feel like it's just kind of spinning its wheels and wasting time right now, which is a little sad, but it's also something that I've kind of come to expect from Tom King's Batman at this point where uh, it's just not satisfying. Mm. And uh, hopefully it all comes together into some sort of brilliant conclusion, but yeah, I, so I just don't have the feeling like it's going to. Supposedly he's playing a long game with this hundred issue thing. We've talked about this in the past. So, and, yeah, and, and I guess when you're doing something like that, like you, either you're going to keep it somewhat inter- interesting and on, po- on yeah. point, or you're going to lose people like, like yeah, well, here's the problem. Um, they did. They actually did a study over. Uh, I want to say it was over the course of 20 years, um, in 70s, 80s, and into the 90s, um, and it's probably continued on a little more since then. But they found that the average comic reader sticks around for about four years. Um, so there are a lot of people that are here, you know, for a long time, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people that. Their friends say, hey, you got to check it out. And they go and they buy a comic or two and it just doesn't really do anything for them. And, you know, those two kind of average out, you know, kind of cancel each other out. And what you have in the middle uh, is about four years that people tend to stick around, either either stick around uh, on, on their particular titles and their characters or they're there for about four years. And they kind of fade off. They may come back, you know, eight years later, ten years later, whatever. You know, just ah, I'm kind of curious to see what's going on. So when you're doing a hundred issue um, thing, like you're, and, and it's it is uh, biweekly, so yeah. you know they do have the advantage of pumping out books a little faster than normal. But you're hitting that four year line pretty hard, um, and that's that's like too long uh, to try to assume that the readers are going to stick around. Like you know, there have been long runs with writers on books that have lasted for, you know, years and years and years. And that's great. But they didn't like plan like, Oh, I'm going to have to tell this story over the 10 years. I'm going to be working on fantastic four in the sixties. You know, it's just, they just did it. They kept going and they just kind of built upon it as they went. And this, like I, I I was looking back at some of the early stuff from the run where you had uh, Gotham and Gotham girl, uh, coming in, you had that whole storyline going on uh, in the Batman books, and, and that was like we are nowhere near any of that stuff. Um, you have the stuff with the the Bat family and Ace the Bat Hound, uh, and everybody was in. We're nowhere near any of that stuff anymore. So, like, if he's building, he's he's really scrambled at this point to try to rebuild back to have it come to some great cohesion at the end of uh, that run, but. I'm, I'm telling you, like, for as, as long time a reader as I am, I'm just like, I'm, I'm going with momentum at this point. Like, I'm reading it because I've read Batman since 1984, you know, right. uh, it, it's just one of those things. But I, I'm, I'm really like not, not into it. And I'm hoping that uh, something comes soon. Although I will say if I can find it, I did catch up on uh, Detective. Uh, oh, here it is. Detective uh, has taken a turn recently. Yes. Um, 
And uh, where, where are we? Oh, we're using this camera. Yeah, we talked about uh, that so, last week. Yeah, Detective is now counting down to the issue 1000. And uh, this has actually been really good. Ever since they ditched the whole bat team that we mentioned earlier, the Red Robin and the Stephanie Brown and uh, Clayface and all of that, once they got rid of all that and just went back to telling Batman stories, this has actually been really good uh, in the last few months. So this, this is where I'm actually getting my fix nowadays. Speaking of that, how do you, what do you, I guess going back to that for one brief moment, how do you, how do you feel about that? The, the big thing that happened in that issue? Um, well, the, the, the character, so, so, uh, I we won't spoil it, but I yeah, mean, we the, talked about it last week, it's been a week, so. Well, eh. Spoiler but, alert, uh, folks, if, if, just in case. Um, so, um, Tompkins, <laughs> I can't think of her first name now. Leslie. Is it Maggie? Leslie. Leslie. Leslie, Leslie Tompkins. Tompkins. Yeah. yeah. So, she was like the social worker, caseworker, whatever that worked with kind him Bruce, and she know. eventually found out that he was Batman, and she always tried to either talk him out of it or talk him away from being that brutal, dark, Frank Miller-esque version that he turns into sometimes. And um, Bruce Wayne is getting targeted. Alfred's getting targeted. Uh, she got targeted. Um, well, Nightwing got targeted yeah. you know, recently. Um, she got targeted, and it looks like she has actually been taken out. Confirmed. Um, so, again, it's comics it's the dc universe may all reset in six months anyway um it can also be one of those things where they just kind of ignore it for about three years and then she just suddenly reappears and they act like it never happened um because that's been known to happen from time to time um so i mean she's not like a strong enough character that you're gonna really miss her um but she is a fun character that they do play with sometimes although they made her a lot younger uh, in the new 52, she used to be an older gray haired lady, uh, almost, uh, like they were doing, a an aunt may type of thing. Right. And I guess Bruce. specifically with, um, I don't know if she started or she was around before, before the, uh, animated series. Cause that's where kind of, I remember her, you know, took a couple of episodes with her, but I don't know if she was around before then. Um, well, let's see here. She first appeared in March of 1976. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, like it, on the one hand, you're like, wow, that it's kind of sucks to see a character like that, you know, just kind of be blown off and go away. But on the other hand, it is comics. She'll be back at some point, you know, Harvey Bullock is still out there somewhere. We haven't, he hasn't come and died yet. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of other characters in the bat mythos for them to play around with, but I'm sure DC universe will reset at some point. She'll be back. Yeah, okay. But I guess back to the Batman 62, unless, I mean, excuse me, issue number 62, not, not to be confused with 62, but, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just, again, just, it's not, it's just not satisfying. And, uh, I think King works better when he's got more constraints on him, when he's working in a miniseries, like you know, issues, when he's doing yeah. something like Sheriff of Babylon or he's doing something like Mr. Miracle, where you have this, small window and you have to get your story together and get it out. Mm. I think when they give him just this big blank canvas and say, just do whatever, um, he just kind of gets lost. Okay. Um, That being the case, we can 
theater of the mind, folks. Spin up the Vulcan cannon and uh, go into. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. There we go. No theater of the mind needed. Um, that was just I, it's as if we still had the effects. Uh, going to rapid fire, folks. And I will go ahead and get the rest of mine out of the way real quick because I know the, the I see how many you have. So bu- 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 Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, Terra Incognita number six. I know you've been waiting for this issue, so you can read them all. Um, and I will be curious to 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 hear your thoughts after you read it. After you read yeah, it all. I did read the first issue okay. when it came out, mm-hmm. but then I was like, mm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to savor this. I'm going to let it all, uh, you know, come together and then I'll read it. So uh, it's something I do plan to sit down this weekend and read them all. Right. So basically the, the, the only thing I will say is up until now, and I've said this in the past with all the issues is they felt like they've kind of gone away from the mirror universe plot to, to, within reason. And it's just been like episodes of, um, next generation uh but with it well and this one is kind of knows except for the fact that they actually do bring back up the mirror plot but only to wrap up the story seems like and they may be going into another one looks like the the way it wrapped up uh so it kind of wraps up the the mirror part about it uh some 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 things come to light with um with a, a character that's been, I don't want to say integral, but has been kind of there because there's been a couple of issues where they haven't even been focused on this character, but he's been kind of the link to that, to, to the mirror stuff. And you already know what I'm talking about, so it's, it's fine. It's just because anybody else doesn't. But, um, and it just kind of wraps up this this uh, miniseries, which I wasn't sure because the way they were going, it didn't feel like it was a miniseries anymore. I thought it was like this was an ongoing book, but apparently it was like, no, it's still a little thing, and it looks like there's a plot thread that is going to go on into a, a what looks like is going to be another book uh, at some point. Uh, let's see. Bitterroot number three. Uh, so this is the um, the uh, David F. Walker, uh, Chuck Brown, Samson, uh, excuse me, um, um, Sanford Green book. Uh, and in this issue, a lot of stuff happens. Like they start just hitting on c- cylinders left and right. And there's apparently some things happening on three different fronts. But um, but looks like... Uh, much like the family that the book is about, uh, these threats are going to start coming together. Um, and it looks like they've started coming together in during the course of this issue and books to, to come. But I've been kind of enjoying it. This is, it's been a weird read, but a, but a fun one. Uh, Martian Manhunter number two. Boy, oh boy, does this continue to be a bit weird? Um, so... You said you hadn't read this, right? Okay. So, um, the only thing I will spoil is the fact that, which uh, you did read the first issue, so you you know this happens at the, the, at the end of the issue, is that John's uh, cop partner finds out that he's an alien. And yeah, well, I, I read the first one, and I really didn't like it, so yes. I have no plans to follow up. Yeah. So, that gets touched on during the course of this issue, but we also have just like the first issue, a bunch of stuff from John's past on Mars. And the majority of the book is pretty much on that as just like with uh last issue. 
Um, I have no idea where this is going. I, it's just been a weird read, and hopefully it all. And 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 even back on Earth, part like there's you know John's hallucinating or some stuff from from Mars that has caused you know like I said whatever happened at the end of the last issue and his part to find out to happen. So hopefully something comes together with all of this. I don't know. It's just been a weird read, you know. The, and especially with the art the way it is. But I see the the art choice they went with. I, it, it makes sense. But it's kind of strange. Um, last book, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number two. Um, actually, I've, I enjoy this issue because it is an issue. Well, excuse me. It's a team up between, uh, despite what the cover looks like, it's a team up between Miles and Rhino. So there are some kids that they both looking for individually looking for a kid related to people in their periphery. Um, but, um, you know, and this is their unlikely team up. And for you wrestling, wrestling fans, there is even a wrestling, um, nice little ref- wrestling reference in the, in the course of the book, because they end up taking on tombstone. Um, do they make an Undertaker joke? No, they do not. Oh, oh okay. but there's an actual tombstone, and that made me think. Of- I know. I didn't actually. I didn't even think about that until you just said that. But um, that 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 would have been funny if they had. Um, I probably would have thrown this book away. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there is there is an actual wrestling kind of reference made in the, in the course of this book during the course of their team up and. And at the end of this issue, another hero appears who apparently is going to help them out. Um, with what is going on with them. I enjoyed reading this book though. This, this issue it was pretty good. Um, and that is it for me for my, uh, for my rapid fire stuff. So you got yours. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's start with Punisher. Uh, we've got a new Punisher book here. This is issue six of this new series that's been going on. Um, so basically the, the last series of Punisher, he took that war machine armor and he just went around the world and he started destroying all these bad guys. Uh, And then they took the armor back. So he's back to being Frank Castle, but uh, shield doesn't exist anymore, but Nick Fury still hates him for basically making Fury look bad. And so Fury uh, was working with uh, winter soldier and black widow trying to bring in Punisher. um, And they were upset with Frank because of the uh, secret, uh, Empire and what he played, the role he played there with Hydra, um, whatever. So basically what you find out in the last issue is that uh, he got Black Widow, Winter Soldier, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Um, I think there's, oh, Hawkeye was there. He grabbed, Nick Fury grabbed all these guys and came down, finally captured Frank Castle. Uh, they had him in cuffs and they're leading them away and Nick Fury decides that uh, Punisher is actually going to go somewhere else. And he basically makes all the heroes um, distracted while he turns uh, Frank Castle over to Baron Zemo and basically gives him to Baron Zemo so that Baron Zemo can have Frank Castle uh, under the condition that Baron Zemo never returns to the United States. So Baron Zemo has his own little nation, um, some like European, you know, Eastern European country that he's taken over. Sokovia? And, uh, I'm sorry? Sokovia? 
Uh, I think it started with a B. Okay, cause, and I was just going, um, to, going to the movies. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those made up. You sure. Know, they just made something up. But uh, so yeah, so he's he's uh, so Nick Fury's a dick, but he uh, he's torturing him. Always has been. Uh, yeah, well, he's making him watch like animal torture videos while he's chained up in this room. He's like doing all this weird stuff to him, and he throws him into the general population prison um, because you know a Hydra prison is probably the last place you want to be if you're the Punisher. Um, except the prisoners then turn around and tell him, "Yeah, we're prisoners, but we're prisoners of a country that is run by murderers and terrorists that have made a country where you can be a murderer and a terrorist," which means. We're the people the murderers and the terrorists lock up because we're working against them. And Frank's like really confused. He has no idea what's going on. And suddenly a nun appears. And the nun says that she is going to save Frank Castle. Okay, I've got I've got questions. <laughs> so speaking of books that have questions, <laughs> having said all that, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Like this is one of those, it's it's one of those where it's it's brutal. And and bloody and dark, but in a Tarantino sense. So you also get the one-liners, and you get the like it's so brutal it kind of becomes fun after a while. The way that they're dispatching each other, and the way that they, you know, they injure themselves in order to injure the other guy, and you know all of that kind of stuff going on. So right. uh, I really like this this Punisher series. Um, wow! I, but it's it's yeah, it's interesting. It really is interesting. I, I actually do have questions, but uh, we'll uh, uh, <laughs> go go on. <laughs> all right. Um, Curse of Brimstone. Uh, this is unfortunately going to be ending in two issues they've announced, which really sucks because they just introduced a new foil and he is fantastic. Um, so basically, long story short, Curse of Brimstone, there's this man going around. He's asking people what their heart's desire is. He's basically doing like the monkey's paw thing where they, they want to be famous. So he turns them into a mass murderer or something, you know? Um, so brimstone is he he wants his town to be important and to be on the map and so he gives him the power to harness the fires of hell and he sets his town on fire and almost kills everybody in it so the town made it on the map by getting wiped off so um you know now he's trying to track this guy down and he's finding all these other people that have been cursed along the way and they finally find this one guy who he seems kind of normal, but they realize that, that he's been following them around. It turns out this guy is just a complete psycho. And he knows that this guy is going around cursing everybody. Um, the guy tried to give him one of the curses, but, but he denied the offer because he realized it'd be more fun as a human who can die easily to go behind him to travel with the chaos. And then he can go and just start offing people as a mass murderer uh, behind him. And he finds out, uh, you know, Brimstone finds out in this one that he actually didn't kill the people in his town. He started the fire, but he was able to stop himself before he killed anybody. Uh, but this dude followed behind him and torched uh, all the people in the town. And then, of course, they set up kind of this Mexican standoff thing, and the guy is able to leave. So he's able to just walk away uh, from the situation, and they have to let him go. So they set up this guy to be this this awesome villain. Um, they added like this extra layer of mythos to everything that's going on, uh, and it's all going to end in two issues. So that's it's really a shame because that's actually been one of my favorites of the whole new uh, new age of DC heroes. Uh, and then my last book here, this is uh, actually one from Alterna Comics. This is from their 
$1.50 line of comics. And this is Midnight Mystery 2 of 4. Uh, and it's one of these. It's printed on newsprint, so you can smell it. And it's, oh, it's a great newsprint smell. Uh, but for one thing, I really love the artwork. It's um, the art and story is from Bernie Gonzalez. Uh, and then Wes Locher is the letterer, but everything else, the artwork is all artwork and story is all Bernie Gonzalez. And he has this style and it's like, you can kind of see it on this cover. It's, it's like Mike Mignola on justice league animated. I was say it's also kind of a Tim, the Bruce Tim type of, uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, you could, you hmm. could say it's got kind of that dark. Well, and that, that's because of this particular story. Hmm. Um, so last issue, um, the story we find it revolves around this gumshoe detective in a you know film war type of murder mystery guy, um, but he's been contracted to find the long lost son of this horror actor who's just passed away. And the horror actors um, they give they give him some other name I forget what it is, but he's basically Boris Karloff, and so um, he finds the long lost son and brings him, and turns out that the uh, the the manservant the butler. Uh, who's taking care of the estate is actually crazy and thinks that the soul of this dead actor still lives on in a paper mache skull. And he wants to do this black magic ritual in order to transfer that guy into his son's body so he can live on. Um, so this issue picks up with this story. Uh, and it's, it's one of those where it's, it's just bizarre enough that it makes sense. Like, if they pulled it back a little bit, you'd be like, this story doesn't work. And if they pushed it too far, you'd say this story doesn't work. But it finds that right balance where it's, it's so over the top and so grounded at the same time because of the art style and the way that the story is being told from this 1950s you know, detective, hard-boiled detective, that it works. Um, so the story is actually a lot of fun. They even throw in a red herring, and I thought for sure it was going to make a twist ending, and then the ending twisted the other way. Um, so I really, you know, for these books being a dollar fifty, there's a lot of good stuff going on uh, in these comics, and you know, at that price, you really should go out and find uh, these books. Uh, I think everybody who who loves comics, uh, they're going to find something to love from Alterna and and all these books that they're putting out. But one extra thing that made this book uh, so special was on the last page, they actually put a fake ad. Uh, and this is an ad for Monster Munchies Creepy Cakes. And if you remember the old uh, Twinkies ads that used to run in the comics or the uh, Hostess Fruit Pies or whatever, they made their own fake ad for this fake um, candy, this kid's dessert. And uh, again, the artwork, the artwork in here is just beautiful to look at. It's you know thick, dark lines and lots of dark shading and areas like a Mike Mignola book. Um, but then it's also stylized, uh, like the way you get in the Justice League stuff. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's really good. Um, I love these books. Um, and so, actually, this is gonna like, you know, blow the roof off everything. But Midnight Mystery is actually my click of the week because it's cheap. It smells great. Story's fantastic. The art's fantastic. And they went the extra mile of throwing in some extra stuff to make it super fun. And I've, I've lost Roddy. Lattus? No, nope, I'm, here. Oh, I'm wait, here. You're there. Okay. I didn't know sorry. if I got kicked off the internet or. No, you didn't. Sorry. I, I said the note. I don't know if you saw it, but that's right. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I say stall for a second. Okay, yeah. well, which I'm got it now. now. So, yeah, that's fine. Um, so you're good with that, and um, that's yes. That's, Midnight Mystery Two is my click of the week. Oh, okay, nice. We'll just throw it in the the thing, and with that, we will go ahead and get to uh, the clicks of the week, which you've already said yours. We have Tim's, which is Young Justice number one. Uh, we didn't get one from Agent Seventy. I, I think Agent 70, if he was here, his click would have been the Marvel Presents number three facsimile edition, which reprints uh, <laughs> I saw that. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And this, not only does it reprint the comic, but it, all of the original ads. Oh, nice. Um, oh, man. With the evil Knievel toy. Um, it's got the, uh, like, all the, you want to learn how to work out and, uh, you know, if you want some x-ray specs. Yeah, I was about and, to say that. Uh, all of that stuff. Oh, like man. all of the original ads and everything are reprinted in this thing. God, this I is remember great. all of that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Although the thing, the thing that I found, um, kind of it's it's like kind of shady and impressive. Hmm. Um, up in the corner, where the price is, there's that it's you know three ninety nine. Yes. Right, but right underneath it, uh, there's back up a little uh, bit. Yeah, I don't know if I can get in focus here, but it's there's two C's inside another C. Right. Three C's. That actually was the mark of Capital City Comics distribution, uh, which doesn't exist anymore, mm. uh, partly because Diamond has taken over the entire comic book industry. Right. So basically, they, they put the mark of the other company that went out of business because of Diamond. Basically, the version they had must have been one that was released by uh, Capital City, and so they just left it on there, and Diamond... Never bothered to look. Um, so now you can actually get uh, a, a comic off your shelves that has their has Diamond's Competition's logo Weird. Uh, on it, which I found to be a lot of fun. Weird. That's the type of thing that makes me smile. Right. So wait, have they done any more of those facsimile editions? Uh, or was that like they the did first? have Fantastic Four okay. um, a couple months ago. Um, there was a Fantastic Four number one facsimile edition. I don't know if there have been any more. Um, I'm trying to do a quick search here to see if I can sure. find anything, but that's fine. Just the stalling is doing because I'm still trying to figure out my click. <laughs> uh, no, Fantastic Four is the only other one I see. Okay. So Fantastic Four and now this uh, Marvel Presents number three. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was a I thought that was a big issue of that, like a um, like a, a compendium or something. But I guess it's just that one issue. I must have read that wrong when I saw it. I, there may have been a trade or something that came out. I don't know. Yeah, I thought I saw something on Comicsology about there being a, a something about that, but who knows? But I mean, even if there's a trade, you're not getting all the classic ads and everything in it. That's right. that for me is part of the fun, the total fun of buying something like that is to see the evil Knievel wind up uh, stunt cycle. I know? had that. I had that thing. Anyway, so yeah, if those of a certain vintage will 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 know. Oh, 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 okay, check this out, Roddy. What's All right. So I just showed you the Capital City Comics distribution thing being on the uh, cover. Yep. On Diamond's okay. website, we if go, you look up focus. here, is this showing up on the screen? Can yeah, you see this I got black it. I got box? It focus. Yeah. Th- oh, that black box is where the Capital City Comics distribution thing is. Huh. So they actually covered it up. They caught it on their website and blanked it out. Just but not if you on buy the, the actual print, print copy, it has their competitors. Uh, that has to have been purposeful. 
I had them on purpose. <laughs> That's weird. That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, maybe something will come out on that and we'll find out what the deal is on that. But cold beans. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, that being the case, um, let's see. Miles Morales, Spider Man number two is going to be mine. Okay. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. So, that, it was right. a, that was a couple of different picks. Uh, that being the case, uh, we're going to, I guess, let you go. Yeah, I was going to say it's way past my bedtime now. Yeah, and uh, luckily I had to run out so I can get something set up for the ad. But, um, so. We will see you, sir, next week. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And yeah, we'll we just... might even do a year wrap up thing. Next I'm week. hoping. <laughs> Take a look back at 2018. I mean, we're a couple weeks into January now. Yeah, so, we've, you know. we've done that before, though. So it's not a yeah. yeah. But yeah, so right. hopefully we'll be good for that. All right. Thanks for having me. I'll see you no, next week. All right. No problem. Take it easy. And with that, folks, we are going to get into the news section. But first, uh, we have an ad read to do. And as we do around this time, luckily I had the foresight to actually get that, get that, um, get part of that out of the way. And actually, I can't do what I was about to do. So unfortunately, that's going to be screwed. So that being the case, uh, let me grab the script and say that... Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to do this one. Funko, Fun at First Sight, your home for exclusive collectibles, apparels, and brand merchandise. Uh, and now, the listeners of the Combo Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. Uh, and now, excuse me, to place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Cleave Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. Uh, from there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10. That's S-H-O-P-1-0, all one word, for your 10% discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. And um, like I said, now we are going to go into the news section. Wherever our mission takes us. Oh, I hate... Did I did I mention that I hate um, auto playing um, auto auto playing sites? I really do. I just want to just kick them in the nards. Anyway, we start off like we do every week with the cinematic news. Do 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 do, and we start off with Batman. Excuse me, Batwoman spins off spinoff show gets pilot order with Game of Thrones director. So apparently. Uh, Batwoman's uh, entrance to the Arrowverse due to the um, due to the recent crossover was a hit. So, according to the Hollywood Reporter, the Batwoman pilot will be directed by David Nutter, who has previously directed episodes of Arrow, Flash, and Game of Thrones. Which you know, Game of Thrones and the Arrowverse has a nice deep tie. So, uh, Carolyn Drees, let's say serves as showrunner on the project with Greg Berlanti, Sarah Schechter, and Jeff Johns executive producing. So, 
Cool. I still haven't seen the, the crossover yet, so I'm way behind. Uh, report. DC working on standalone Batman The Long Halloween animated film. So, a new report suggests that uh, DC Entertainment could be working on an animated version of one of the Dark Knight's most iconic tales, Batman The Long Halloween. <clears throat> Excuse me. According to uh, some site, uh, DC, DC Entertainment is working on an animated adaptation of The Long Halloween, the classic, thir- the iconic 13-issue series from writer Jeff Loeb and artist Tim Sale ran from 1996 to 97 and focuses on an early event in the Cape Crusaders career. Uh, working with Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent, Batman sets out to track down a serial killer named Holiday. Every day is a holiday. Holiday! Oh, who murders people on holidays, which sounds like Calendar Man. What is, what is going on there? Okay, anywho, um, that will be another question for another day. Justice League versus the Fatal Five sets voice cast, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter. So, DC veterans such as Kevin Conroy, Susan, Susan Eisenberg will be joined by Diane Guerrera and Elise Gable. And let's see, does it say who else is going to be here? Uh, let's see, Elise Gable. Oh, Elise Gable, the Scorpion Scar is also known for the first two seasons of Voices. Thomas Kaler, Starboy. Uh, Doom Patrol's Diane Guerrero. That's where that name comes from. Stars as Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern. Uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are voiced by the trilogy you all know and love. Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg, and uh, George Newbern. Uh, the favorite four, five will be voiced by Mass Effect's Peter Jessup as Thorak, which reminds me of Space Ghost. <laughs> um, SpongeBob SquarePants' Tom Kenny as Bloodsport. Weird. Batman Ninjas, uh, Matthew Yang King as the Persuader. This is Us, uh, Sumali Montano as Emerald Empress. And Grimm's Philip Anthony Rodriguez as Mano. Uh, the voice cast also includes Daniela Babadillo as Miss Martian. Kevin Michael Richardson as Mr. Terrific. Noelle Fisher as Brina 5. And Tara Strong as Saturn Girl. So it is definitely an all-star cast. Uh, and there's a synopsis here, but I won't go into it. So, cool. Uh, Young Justice, six major plot points to remember before watching Outsiders. So, we talked about, when we talked about the, the comic book, well, one of the comic books, uh, Young Justice. So, season three of Young Justice is back. Uh, in fact, on DC Universe, uh, there are three issues up, uh, excuse me, there are three episodes up now, I believe... More will be coming. Actually, uh, as of last Friday, three issues, three episodes were up, and I keep saying issues. And I'm thinking they're going to put up three more this week. I'm not entirely sure. But regardless, episodes will be coming out uh, fairly frequently until they reach the end of the season. But for those who, unlike me, are just jumping right into the season three and not doing a rewatch like I am... Uh, here's an article saying that, hey, there's six things, the major plot points to know before you go into that, uh, into that goodness. And I've been hearing good things about the new season, so, or at least the issue, the episodes so far, so hopefully it will continue to be that way. Uh, Chris Pine teases a Wonder Woman 1984 plot point. Uh, we won't go into what that is. But he basically says this one is a little 
different to me tonally. Uh, the tables are turned, and I'm more of a deer in the headlights, which I felt like he kind of was during the first episode. I mean, the uh, uh, movie, but that's you know, that's another thing. And actually, also the point that how is he still here when he supposedly died the first um, in in the first movie? But I guess we'll find that out, won't we? Uh, next year or in two years whenever it comes out. But speaking of Mr. Pine uh, report says that Star Trek 4 has been shelved quote unquote. So um, I I feel like we may or may not have talked about this but I'm not sure but um, there have been on, on and off um, speculation about what Star Trek was going, Star Trek Four is going to be, if there was going to be one. There was also the talk of uh, Chris Pine and Chris Hemworth uh, leaving the the uh, you know leaving because of money. So they're not going to be in it, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So and I think they are still not on that. And uh, there was also the other part of that where I believe this next one is going to be a. Um, um, oh shoot I forgot dude's name um, oh wait the, the answer, do, 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 let me see if it says so here do, 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 do. it does not say here so yeah and there was a Tarantino directed uh, this is supposed to be the Tarantino directed one if I'm not mistaken that's what I was trying to think about uh, but we don't know what it's going to be. And apparently since this has been, um, Oh wait, and it says here, the news comes from deadline. Who's reporting that the movie has been shelved following the departure of this director, SJ Clarkson, who's just been recruited by HBO to, uh, helm and executive produce its secretive game of Thrones spinoff. So he went where the money was also, or she, whoever it was. So yeah, I'm not sure if the, then I'm not sure if this was supposed to be the Tarantino one or not. But no Tarantino supposedly has was has been cooking up a Star Trek one, and you know, like I said, the the um, Pine and Hemsworth leaving uh, because of money disputes was a whole another thing. Another so we if we see another Star Trek movie, uh, who knows? I'm just saying there there weren't bad movies; they were just different. Uh, anyway. Daredevil fans launched hashtag save Daredevil campaign. So yeah, you know, fans doing what fans doing for a show they like. In fact, if I remember correctly, Vincent D'Onofrio also joined his, his voice to support for the campaign because why would he not want to keep a job, keep a job? Not to saying he couldn't get a job because he's a terrific actor. He definitely could, but apparently he liked this role enough to want to want to save it, or maybe he has nothing else going on. Who knows? But yeah, there's a tweet from Mr. D'Onofrio on Twitter about this, just linking to the Save Daredevil um, campaign. And yeah, boy, if, if only people put so much effort into uh, social issues as much as they do for the stuff like this. But hey, you know, gotta put your, put your, put your chip somewhere. Um, 
Spider-Man, I guess I probably can't talk anymore regardless. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse wins Best Innovative Feature at Golden Globe. So good on them. That's awesome. Which I remember there being an, another article recently before the Golden Globes, 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 <laughs> saying that uh, Into the Spider-Verse has a better chance of um, winning awards than Black Panther does, which is kind of sad, but still good. I mean, because, hey, if you haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, it's a great movie. It's all right, that's all I'm saying. So it's Black Panther. But and actually it says here that uh producer and co writer for Lord accepted the award from presenters Chadwick Boseman, Alita uh Lupita Nyango, uh Denai Guerrero, and Michael B. Jordan. All of Black Panther. Weird. Um And of course, since the Golden Gubs happened, yeah, there are other awards that were given out uh on that night. But the Avengers again game trailer may not spoil anything past the first 20 minutes, which is hearing how long this movie may potentially be is probably a good thing. Um, oh, I didn't see this other one on James Wan, but maybe I'll pull that one for next week. Boop. Anywho, uh, so that's good to know because as we know, trailers a lot of times tend to spoil um a lot of the movie especially in the last few years so that's probably a good thing that the the the, the trailer won't um won't spoil anything that best 20 minutes but i'm pretty sure there are people who are sensitive about those 20 minutes and don't want to be spoiled about anything so it is what it is um Captain Marvel special look clip heralds start of uh, ticket sales. So there was a recent new trailer for uh, Captain Marvel. I have not seen it yet, but um, also tickets went on sale. As I know, our very own agent underscore 70 has already gotten a ticket. Uh, I haven't gotten mine yet because, hey, you know, things are things, man. So hopefully I'll get, get a ticket to see the movie for hoping it comes out on March 8th and uh, I will definitely take a look at the special look uh, when I get a, when I get a minute because I'm hearing there's some some new footage in here and a couple of new looks uh, speaking of Captain Marvel Samuel L. Jackson says MCU's Captain Marvel can time travel which last I checked wasn't um, wasn't a part of her skill set but and again, I don't know. I, I didn't read too much into this article because, I, well, one, I didn't want to actually be spoiled on it if there was anything spoiled on it. But I wanted, and also we don't even know how much you know Mr. Jackson knows about you know anything that's going on. But I, I would imagine he would know enough to to I don't know say something like some someone likened it to Tom uh, Tom Holling. Uh, Holland uh, spoiling stuff. I don't know if that's true because, again, we don't know if this is if what is this is saying is true. Um, I I don't know. Well, it would make sense given, and we still don't know where she plays in with um, Avengers Four. But I don't know. It's something I. I Sure, I don't. I believe whatever when I see it, and I don't. I don't know. 
we don't even know what how how he means this time travel. Like, is she actually going to time travel, or you know, or does the movie time travel? But just about what the article looks like, it was saying it was like she has that power. So uh, okay, um, yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, Mark Warren Ellis says he turned down Black Mirror Bandersnatch role. I have still not seen this. Um, if you if you did not know, Warren Ellis is a noted comic book writer uh, known for strange things. He's also the executive producer and writer on that. Uh, Netflix Camel, uh, Castlevania series and a whole bunch of other stuff because he's written on and off. You know, he's written a bunch of things, uh, including one of my favorite series, uh, New Wave, Next Wave, excuse me. So, yeah, there's that. So apparently, um, it says here that uh, Warren says he had to turn down offer uh, an offer road in Netflix's Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which is a, is a big. Uh, episode one of the you know it's, it's a black and mirror episode it sounds like a choose your own adventure type deal um from what i've heard about it i've not watched it so i have not i don't have any of the endings so, um but anyway it says here that uh true story i was asked to play the role of a mysterious author jerome f davies in black mirror bandersnatch uh, ellis wrote they asked me in late march 2018 for an early april shoot uh, three days and one of the days had not been specified. Six hours train travel a day to get to a location and back. Uh, and I was too busy with my own show. Um, that, that would be Castlevania. And to burn three days with the possibility that the floating day, the actual filming day, would be one I couldn't do. Still uh, very grateful to have been asked. So, yeah, so I guess he couldn't make it because he was doing Castlevania. Um, so, yeah, makes sense. But, um, oh, interesting. Jeff Minter, uh, noted uh, video game designer, was the one actually cast as Jerome F. Davies. Davies. Jeff Minter is, um, he is basically, he makes we're Tempest clones. Let's just say that. And if you know what Tempest is, the video game, then, you know, yeah, I think he actually did Tempest 2000. Also, I'm not sure about that, but he's def- definitely done some Tempest clones, uh, in the last few years. Anyway, that is that interesting story. Um, Hey, wait a minute. I could have sworn, I guess that is it for cinematic news. And now we are going to go into the comic book news. <clears throat> and we start off with, Something that I I would have normally have put into the clickbait section of uh, of the show notes, but I wanted to just touch on this here, and it is a look back on Jane Foster's epic run as Thor. Now, I'm not a big Thor fan, but and I didn't actually, and I didn't read all of her run of the book that Jason Aaron had had done, but she from. My um, interactions with the character is probably more interesting to me than Thor Odinson has been in a quite a while. Wow. So uh, that is an article that's up on uh, Sci-Fi Wire. You should go check it out. It's called Looking Back on Jane Foster's Epic Run of Thor. It'll be in the show notes also. So like I said, this just basically goes back to her Odinson and her time as Thor. It's a cool read. Go check it out. Um, 
Marvel and Marvel kicks off 80, excuse me, kicks off year long event to celebrate 80th anniversary. So it looks like this is Noto art here. You can kind of tell that with these posters that if you can see by the, um, the, the video. So yes, Marvel's turning 80 this year and they have a whole bunch of stuff planned for 2019. Uh, apparently starting this month and continuing through the year, Marvel will bring back some classic and reimagined, uh, Marvel superhero teams, uh, revisit some of Marvel's early classics titles, such as Marvel comics presents and Marvel tales, uh, release facsimile editions and trade collections of your favorite issues and storylines over the decade. Exactly. As you remember them and, deliver brand new takes on Marvel history. So we talked about a lot of this, including that uh, facsimile it, um, uh, issue of Guardians of the Galaxy that um, that Dirt had. So this all plays into that. And yeah, we and they had already been doing a lot of stuff because obviously Champions itself is, a, is an old group that they brought back. And they brought back Marvel Team up a couple of different times. Um, and a few other things like, and you know, um, Tales to Astonish, they did that with the Hawkeye, um, with the soldier thing. So they've been kind of doing some of this stuff last year, but they're just going to continue doing more of this throughout the course of 2019. And I was right because it was, um, apparently, let's see, Marvel will be featuring a special 80th anniversary themed variant covers throughout the year, kicking off with nine connecting variants from superstar artist Phil Noto on select titles in January, which you can see uh, them and probably get a hint of which those, what titles those might be uh, from some of these. There's three, there's three of them right there. So apparently they're do, also doing let us fall sit you for an extra uh, exercise publication of Marvel's millennial milestone that promises to change the course of Marvel history forever at least until the 160th anniversary haha <laughs> very funny um and it looks like there's some stuff being done on the uh animated front with Adventures Assemble and um their podcast series that they do on marvel.com stuff like that so yeah so they're doing uh oh wait here's the, I guess here, here's all of the connection covers um, that Noto did. So cool stuff. All right. Invaders is probably going to be one of them. You got to get to think about that. So that's cool. And those are probably going to be collector's items also, not just for the fact that, um, that, that Noto's doing them. So cool beans. Well, I'm sure we will be talking about more of that as time goes by. Uh, Marvel revives. Speaking of actually, Marvel revives journey into mystery with Avengers Zone's McElroy family. So, if you so okay, journey into mystery into mystery was of I'm not mistaken was the book that launched Thor, um, uh, way back when. So, it is now coming back as um. War of the Realms Journey into Mystery, I guess, tying into the War of the Realms uh, event that is coming in, in a couple of months. And it's going to be written by brothers Justin Griffin and Travis and their father, uh, Clint McElroy, which was announced this past Thursday. They'll be writing the five-issue series with uh, Andre Lima F with the covers, with artists, yeah, 
excuse me, with artist Andre Lima and covers from uh, Villarreal Skiri. Skiri. Uh, the series will star Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Wonder Man, uh, Hawkeye Kate Bishop, Thori, the Hellhound, Sebastian Druid, Death Locket, and Balder the Brave as they search for Thor's little sister. Not Angela, I'm assuming. Um, theorized to be just what they needed to put into the War of the Realms and the Siege of Earth. Um, so that's going to be a theme. Now, if you, like me, um, hang around the video section of the of pop culture, you know the, the McElroys. One, you might know them from their Adventure uh, Zone uh, actual play uh, D&D podcast, but you also might know the fact that Justin and Griffin were, have made their name as video game uh, uh reviewers and journalists at polygon.com and they got kind of big there and, and jumping off into their adventure zone stuff so you might know them from a couple of different places a lot i'm sure a lot of people know them from their example uh adventure zone and my brother my brother and me podcasts because you know so congrats to them i guess i guess that's another route to get into video games have a anyway i need to stop doing that um the first two issues of Conan the Barbarian return for second printings, which is, well, I guess would be weird considering that the second issue is not out yet because the first issue just came out last week, if I'm not mistaken. So that's going back into second issue, a second printing. And the second issue, which isn't, which isn't even out yet, uh, is going to also have a second printing. So that book must have done good, I guess. So congrats to the uh, creative team on that. Being uh, Jason Aaron and uh, Mahmoud, Mahmoud Azra. My apologies if I screwed up your name. Uh, the Disney exclusive Black Panther Shuri doll is available now. And I guess not to be confused with the Marvel Select Shuri um, uh, doll figure so oh wow I think I see something else I need to pull off it later um sorry but yes so there is a new uh, Sherry doll that Disney put out and it is if you see from the video it looks uh, like kind of like supposedly looks like um Letitia Wright's character from um, version of Shuri from the movie. It's got the, the little uh, the, the panther gauntlets and the dress she was, the, the garb she was wearing during the course of the movie. Uh, it is a special edition doll. It is 40 bucks that you can get from some link. It's probably Amazon. I don't know. I'm not going to click it right now. Yes, I am. If it goes to spam, okay, Shop Disney is where you can get it from. It's probably so. Wait, is it sold out? I got, I gotta know now. Cause I think this is a couple days old. Nope, still, still available. So you can go check that out on Shop Disney. Um, along with pictures of it, it's cool looking. I, I dare say I, I might actually end up getting one myself. They, this article goes on to compare it to the Hot Toys version of Shuri. Uh, that costs $228 because Hot Toys is expensive. Um, 
this seems more of a bargain than that one. Wait, does this? Or is this? Yeah. Okay, well, we won't do that. But nevertheless, hey, go check it out. And apparently there was, well, never mind, doesn't matter because the sales will go over with. So yeah, that doll's out there. Go check it out. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins director wants to make an Iron Man video game. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I honestly don't. Assassin's Creed Origins is, um, actually, Assassin's Creed Origins, the first one was pretty good. Uh, wait, oh, just, yeah, Origins, not Odyssey. Okay, so Origins is the last game in the, um, not this recent game. So the recent game, the, the recent last game, or oh, just, stop. It is the game before last, which came out. Uh, the end of 2017 or the beginning of last year. I can't remember, but I know Odyssey, which is the last game of the Assassin's Creed, uh, just came out uh, a few months ago uh, in 2018. So, okay, I can see that because Assassin's Creed Origins was a good game. And if you haven't played, if you've played um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it's pretty much Origins. It's the same, basically the same game. So, let's see. Um, Ashraf Ismail said he'd love to, to see the studio make an Iron Man video game. I bet he does. Uh, when UB Central asks uh, in a tweet what Marvel DC characters would like to see Ubisoft develop a game around, Iron Man was quickly suggested. Uh, Ismail replied, in a heartbeat, quote-unquote, while this is far from confirmation that the studio is working on an Iron Man game, it is an interesting possibility. And yeah, that kind of Kind of is. I don't know. There has been Iron Man video games before. Not great ones. Or not the great one, but not a great one. So it would be curious to see what Ubisoft and that team could do with Iron Man. Um, yeah. Like I said, Iron Man Origins was a pretty good game. When it, when it came out, and they ended up doing another one in the form of Odysseys and going back to their Put, hopefully not going back to putting one out every every year situation that kind of killed them but hey we'll see what is going on in the future uh, speaking of video games Spider-Man teasing Fantastic Four themed content which part of which I wonder why it did not happen so if you have not if you well a, a lot of people don't have a ps4 so i shouldn't say what i was about to say but nevertheless if you have a ps4 and you like spider-man or even if you don't like spider-man spider-man hey spider-man the 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 ps4 game is pretty darn good by the way i would dare say it's one of my best of 2018 one of one of my favorites of 2018 definitely for sure some would say that would be biased you be the judge whatever um so apparently there is going to be they're continuing to support the game. I believe the last DLC came out already, but they're still putting stuff into game into the game. And it seems as though there's going to be Fantastic Four themed stuff coming soonish. Uh, it says here from the Marvel Games account, and for our final Fantastic Four week so this is also at the week this is um recording. Fantastic Four week uh, for Marvel, and they've been doing a lot of stuff for for that this week, um, which I don't think I have that much more news about outside of this. But regardless, um, there was a live stream for 
uh, the world's greatest week that happened at some point that I missed. I don't know. Anyway, it says, and for our final Fantastic Four week live stream announcement, something fantastic is coming to Marvel's Spider-Man. Any guesses? Uh, and that was the tweet. So apparently Marvel games was kind of coy about what it was, but um, I'm going to speculate. And according to this article, it does too, that it's probably going to be the new suits. So, and the reason why I said, I'm kind of surprised that uh, some of this is gone on. That hasn't happened is because, um, there were a couple of suits that I was expecting to see, including the amazing Bagman uh, Spider-Man suit, which if you're watching the video, you can see here. Excuse me, they call it the Bombastic Bike Bag Man, which is basically Spider-Man in a Fantastic Four outfit and a paper bag on his head. Um, which you know has shown up in past games, and also his Future Foundation suit, which is the black and uh, which is the white and black one that the Future Foundation wore, uh, or it still wears actually. Now that I think about it. Which makes sense because those were more tied to Fantastic Four than um than Spider Man. And apparently this last one, I don't remember ever seeing it. Um but there's there's another one that's like a blue and black one that that's looks like from um that Spidey may have worn one time. I don't know. I don't don't I don't recognize that one. Um Last I checked and last I played, they put the Sam Raimi suit in there and I still haven't finished the DLC and all that kind of good mess of this one. And, oh yeah, this article mentions it, which I'm glad it did because I was going to probably mention it if it hasn't. Um, so, as you go around the the, the, the city, there are landmarks uh, that you come across. And a lot of notable ones there. Although, Avengers Mansion is not in the game for some strange reason. Like Avengers Tower is, but I haven't seen Avengers Mansion. If it is, then I missed it. I have totally missed it. But they've got a bunch of uh, New York-based uh, landmarks. Baxter Building is not in the game. So this article is also speculating that they could actually put the Baxter Building into the game. Which is kind of funny because I'm imagining that you start up the game and you see you look up in the sky and you see the Baxter Building just descend like... um like from whatever happened in an issue of um, Fantastic Four when it uh, got raised off the ground and if I'm not mistaken, they exploded it. I'm trying to remember. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that happened. Like the best built and got raised up off the ground and then and, and exploded. Presumably, Covenant Fantastic Four, but it didn't, obviously. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's that. So we'll see. It doesn't give a timeline to when or what's the, the, the DLC is going to be, but, um, more than likely it's going to be the suits. Uh, if it is going to be the Baxter building, I'd be surprised by that. Cause it should have already been in there, but I understand why not, I guess. Moving right along. Black Panther, uh, Batman Enemy Within and Spider-Man earn Writers Guild Award nominees. So the Writers Guild of America West uh, and Writers Guild of America East have announced the nominations for Most Outstanding Achievement in Screenwriting and Video Game Writing during 2018. Winners will be honored at the 2019 Writers Guild Awards on Sunday, February the 17th uh, at Concurrent Ceremonies in LA and New York. So, let's see. Black Panther is up for uh, adapted screenplay along with others of other movies. 
and stupid. Uh, Batman, excuse me, Batman the Enemy Within, which is the Telltale, the last Telltale um, uh, game that, uh, from the from the Batman series, and Marvel Spider-Man, which is the PS4 game that I just talked about, are both up for video game writing. Also, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is the, 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 um, the game I just mentioned briefly but yeah so congratulations to them and we'll check back and see if uh if any of those wins uh batman writer tom king responds to fans questioning his cia career so apparently this has come up recently and um yes i, I at first i was like what does this have to do with what he's writing but apparently uh, you know it doesn't and uh, kind of doesn't but regardless so the Batman scribe series was called into question by a post on some Tumblr blog, which cited purported correspondence with the CRA as well as previous examples of DC failing to verify the, rel- the its writer's alleged service. Why does that even matter? He's okay. So why does that even matter? He's writing comic books now. What does that matter if he worked for the CIA or not? Like, yeah, I get it. Like. I mean, yes, there was a whole hubbub about um, C.B. Sabolsky posing as a, a, a Japanese person. That's a most more heinous uh, thing, personally. But I'm, I'm not sure what his CIA service or lack thereof has to do with him writing comic books. Um, but regardless, however, King was quick to shut down the speculation. He says, uh, quote, unquote, there's a post going around questioning whether I served in CIA, which is odd because I did. And there's a way for employees like DC to check. Uh, King said in a tweet. Anyway, here's a picture of me in Iraq in 04 and an email from when I was getting sheriff reviewed by the agency. That would be sheriff of Barrel Babylon. And here is um, the the tweet and picture in question. So, and it shows him in Baghdad, and uh, in an email exchange. Um, therein. So yeah, even his wife. Um, <laughs> even his wife's wife um, had had words to say about it saying that um, my wife has, for the first time, requested that she be quoted directly on this feed, uh, being as Twitter feed, King King exclaimed, explained. Colleen's quote said, tell those assholes to call me and ask me what it's like to worry every day that you get shot. You served your country. Fuck those fuckers. And there you go. So, again, I don't know... I don't, I don't know what this has to do with his writing. Like, are they somebody's trying to discredit him for some stupid reason? Like, thinking DC's going to fire him for it? it? Makes no sense. But, and I'm sure there are some sites out there spinning this all kind of crazy ways, including whatever that Tumblr is. But regardless, it is what it is. Uh, speaking of Tim King, Tom King, excuse me, Heroes in Crisis, a major DC hero just returned with a new mission. So we kind of talked about this last issue, last episode. Um, I want to call everything issues for one reason uh, with uh, agent underscore 70 is we couldn't understand um, the fact that blue beetle is somehow back 
and I guess I could have asked uh, Dirt earlier because he may have known because he's more up on DC than probably either one of us. But um, I didn't think about it earlier. So uh, maybe we'll think about it next week. But yeah, Ted Cord is apparently around and he broke Blue Beetle, I mean, uh, Booster Gold out of uh, Sanctuary Jail or wherever jail he's in. And it sounds like he's got a different mission. And well, it sounds like they're presumably going to see who actually did what or solved the whatever Mr. Sanctuary themselves. But it sounds like Ted Corbin may or may not have some other issues going on. Um, in addition to that. So I don't know. I thought he was dead. I have no idea. I know he had been there for a while and apparently he got brought back and they changed his version a couple of times, you know, so I guess that actually was him and not as I thought, um, you know, Booster Gold, Booster Gold's memory going crazy. Um, so there you go. That kind of sort of answers something. I don't know. Uh, DC Injustice, DC's Injustice crossover kills off the franchise's biggest villain. Uh, we talked about the Injustice universe earlier, actually, uh, that, uh, that, um, Tom Taylor wrote initially so um i haven't read this yet but i already know who it is and apparently it's it gets spoiled thanks uh cbr for spoiling it in your permalinks so apparently they killed the uh, the injustice version of superman who was the the jerk superman who was the big bad of all of this so that's definitely going to change the universe for potentially the better don't know how it happened, and I'm not going to read the rest of this article because I think I I was going to read uh, issue five before I read issue six because I had totally forgotten about what's going on. But um, He Man may have killed Superman. We don't know. I don't know. Regardless, hey, I guess that's a thing. Uh, but now that I think about it, even if they did kill off Superman, Superman's been dead before. So probably we'll come back in that universe too. Go figure. Um, next up, uh, DC Universe. Oh yes. So whoop. Dap it. Uh, so DC. Um, DC is now on Comicsology. You you unlimited. So you can now buy. Um, I think you can rent. Wait. Oh, I need to log in. So, yeah, if you have uh, Comixology Unlimited, you can borrow um, a bunch of DC books now, which is cool. So they got a bunch of trades. They got some Earth One stuff. It looks like All-Star Superman is there. Uh, Hush is there. So, you know, Watchmen looks like. I'm not sure what it's all about. Batman White Knight, that was a good one. Identity Crisis is on there. So looks like there's a bunch of... Um, uh, you know, a select group of um, trades and single issues from various DC books, including the trilogy and you know, Justice League, Aquaman, all the all other places. So cool! If you have a Comicsology Unlimited, you should go check that out. It's a pretty decent deal. And of course, if you also have um 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 Unlimited, you get um a little off of. You get a discount on, on books if you actually bought those some books from there. So, cool. Cool deal. 
Um, Young Justice totally redefines 80 plus years of DC continuity. So we've pretty much already talked about this in the fact that um, the new issue of Young Justice that we talked about earlier states that there have been seven crises um, in the DC universe. And uh, that basically cements the fact that, hey, guess what? There was there. That's how many there have been. And that's what's that's the thing now. Um, again, we talked about enough about that book. And we also talked about how it's uh, affecting other universes, specifically Jim World. So we kind of talked about that already. It's um, a lot of that's still a lot, even if it, if it is a divine number, because there's been other stuff that's been kind of. Like, there's been the crises, and then there's been, you know, infinite earths and all that kind of good mess, and so I guess this defines the fact that, hey, guess what? Mm. One, people know that it happened, this stuff happened, um, and people are affected by it outside of the earth at large, which we've already talked about. And I believe, folks, that is the end of the news section. Um, I want to make sure. Yep, that is it. And with that comes the end of the show. But first, another ad read. Um, this ad is for Wink Personalized Wine Club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Torrente's, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to uh, a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your tastes. Uh, It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel any time. And now for the listeners of Cumberland Chronicles, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. Uh, To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, Go to our network website at cspn.us oh, slash wink. That's W-I-N-C. cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. And on that note, actually, um, do this. From the homie classic material, um, I got some wine. Finally, actually, I've been, I don't know why, but it took me a while from Wink. He sent me uh, three bottles. So I appreciate the homie for that. Um, I went onto the site and um, did the, their little taste test thing. And uh, it asked me how many, what kind of, what I wanted for the, well, it didn't ask me what kind of I wanted, but it basically said, hey, here's three bottles. Uh, pick how you want to bring, uh, how you want them. How, whether either red or white, like you could do like three whites or three reds, or in some mixture in between, like two reds and one white, which I think I ended up getting, which I should have gotten two whites and a red. But we will be, I will definitely be trying this out. I'm not a big, big wine drinker, but nevertheless, hey, don't hold me, um, hook me up some wine, so I figured I'd try it anyway. Stay tuned. I'll let you know how that turns out. <laughs> Maybe I'll drink some on the show. I don't know. 
Um, but with that, folks, we come to an end of this here comic book chronicles. Thank you, each and every one of you, for coming out and checking us out tonight. Um, oh, my apologies, I shouldn't have done that. My ear scratches, though, for some reason. I don't know why. Um, it just. Uh, we will be back next week, either with another regular show or with uh, the 2018 wrap up. Uh, stay tuned to our various uh, uh, social media outlets to to uh, be in abreast of that. So for myself, Rydicat at Rydicat uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and News News Need on Twitter. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> CB Caps on Instagram. Also, you can check me out there for Agent Underscore Seventy on Twitter and Instagram for PCN Underscore Dirt on uh, Twitter, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork.com. I need Comics.com. Uh, his Dirt Mound YouTube, and I think he said that that new toy smell. Uh, dot com is his. Excuse me. Um, you can check him out there. Tim D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter, theclicknation.com, theclicknation on Twitter, that's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-L-N, C-B Cron on Twitter, and of course, go check him out, writing his face off over at um, Comic Book Resources. Um, yeah, that is it. Again, you can find this podcast at CSPN.us. Um, go there and check out this show, other shows on the network, you know. We're special. You should check us out more often. Um, we're really not, but hey, you know. But check us out anyway, because we're cool. I like to think so. Some people, I think our mom says we're cool. Um, you can also subscribe to the podcast. There's a podcast by going to uh, Google Play or Apple iTunes and subscribe to us on both of those channels. And also, we're on Spotify. You can go to Spotify. We're now there with the cool kids. So, yay. And you can also go to the Cold Slither Podcast uh, SoundCloud page and check us out there. And, of course, well, the shop.cspn.us page. But go to shop. But go to cspn.us, and then there's a link to keep our podcast free. I'm sure that's probably still working. But just go to the site anyway and go check out more cool um, podcasts. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Combo Chronicles, and we're out.